0: Hi, this is Myron, one half of the pod fellas. The episode you're about to hear was recorded way back at the end of August, and we're just releasing it now. Why? Well, Will and I have been absolutely buried with work. We both feel extremely fortunate to have had this problem, especially during a time like this, but unfortunately, all that labor has kept us from one of the things that we love to do, which is record this podcast. And now we're back. Some of the things that we talk about in this recording are dated and may not apply, so apologies in advance. We just wanted to let you know that we can't be pushed on that easily. We will be back to creating new episodes for your listening pleasure, whether it's just one or one million of you out there. Because at the end of the day, Will and I are just two guys that love, love,
1: love film and love creating.
0: And with that, here's our episode. If
1: you're good at something, never do it for free. You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. I bothered you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome back. We are the Pod Fellas. Our show provides film and TV reviews from two guys that make, watch, and love movies. I'm Myron, and joining me each week is, of course, Will.
1: Of course. It's me. Hello.
0: Today we will review two films available now on streaming. Bill and Ted Face the Music, as well as Project Power, which is available on Netflix. So, uh, I yes. think uh, this is interesting because I'm looking at you, and it's, and it's not through a computer monitor. We are face-to-face. Yes. Yeah, this is the first Episode we, we're recording live and yeah. in person in like six months, right?
1: Why aren't you blinking? You keep staring at me. Kind of, this it kind
0: of weird, right? We're so used <laughs> to like looking at each other through a computer monitor. Yeah. And you know me, uh, you know looking at you and seeing your Back to the Future poster in your back wall. Yep. And seeing your mom come in every now and then. Nope. <laughs> nope. Checking to make sure that you ate dinner and Guys, stuff. Yeah, it's
1: so embarrassing. My <laughs> gosh. But now I'm sitting here in front of you. Yeah. having a nice drink man we gotta yep. pour ourselves some nice you had
0: to wait for me though because i had to stay in my room until my son fell asleep yes he did <laughs> the joys of parenthood unfortunately <laughs> but hey you know what things are looking uh, up and up i would say things are looking on the up and up because yeah. you know orange county is off of the wait list or not wait list is off of the watch list uh in terms of the coronavirus so that means things are going to be opening up for us and slowly but surely slowly but surely salons have opened up yep so your girlfriend is she's working again. again heck yeah. yeah that's great and uh things are picking up for us as well yes when it rains it pours
1: <laughs> i hope it keeps pouring
0: yes well the only thing that i'll be pouring no uh, nope don't even finish that no. sentence okay
1: <laughs> cover your ears people <laughs>
0: no nothing dirty nothing dirty <laughs> all right but like i said we're going to be reviewing two films on streaming but before we do that let's get started with our rundown on the latest in- entertainment news first things first uh, i'm sure you have all already heard but uh the black panther himself chadwick boseman has passed after a battle with colon cancer he's been fighting it for the last four years which means that for most of the time that we've known him as you know movie going audience members he's mm-hmm. been fighting this you know very quietly um didn't no make a knew. big deal about it. no one knew no one knew yeah what a man yep yeah. he had multiple sessions of chemotherapy multiple surgeries he was age 43 <sighs> which is just really really sad
1: so young, yeah,
0: yeah. He had his breakout role in as Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. Uh, and did you that's what I remember yeah, him for? That's what I remember of, him, yeah. yeah.
1: So even though I know Black Panther is the bigger role that he's played for me, I don't know, he's always been Jackie to me, yeah. That Jackie Robinson,
0: and if you think about who he's played, I mean, he's played Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. um,
1: Marshall, I think, yeah, 30 30 Marshall.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, James Brown,
1: yes, get on that. So up.
0: these iconic characters in in black history, and of course. Uh, King T'Challa himself mm-hmm. and he was amazing in that role.
1: What a what an interesting film too even with Spike Lee's Defy Blood <laughs> yeah, where yeah. he played a deceased um, a soldier. Yeah. And, yeah. and th- th- you know he was like just that spirit lingering for that. Yeah them. he
0: wasn't one of the main stars in the movie but no. his character is kind of what looms larger than the plot itself and his, uh, his character is basically why the movie exists so I thought yeah. he did an amazing job with uh, the few scenes that he had. Um, phenomenal actor and when I got the text message from a friend, it, I thought it was one of those pranks. Would, is that what you thought, too?
1: Uh, no, because I actually saw it on John's post. And I and, and all he wrote was just, R.I.P. I'm like, no, no. And I just had to go jump right in onto news and see if this is real. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah, it came out of nowhere. And it felt like he was taken from us. Like abruptly because we didn't know and we couldn't prepare and I know that sounds silly because we are just you know We didn't know him personally, but when such a public figure is taken that way, it just affects you differently It's kind of like the way I think kobe was taken mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you could say one is more tragic than the other, but it's that same feeling someone That looms larger than life that was a member. That was a guest in our home as we watched them on tv um, and when they're taken from us, it's like, hey, no, I didn't get to say my goodbyes. You know, as weird as that sounds, you know, it's not like we would have said it to him directly, but
1: yeah, it was. It isn't. It isn't one more tragic than the other. They're both tragedies in, in itself. And I think that with. I find so much um, admiration for uh, Chadwick Bozeman is that he didn't allow himself to. Uh, have this something to bog him down, like why he kept it like a secret. And I kind of thought about that too. I thought, well, mm-hmm. you know, if that was my situation and I knew that I, I, you know, he had a wife, I don't think he had children. That's what I was trying to figure out too. If he had children.
0: Yeah. But uh, um, from what I heard, he actually, actually married his longtime girlfriend right yeah. before he passed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See. And so like the things is, I think that there were more important things than being, you know, uh, pitied about his situation kind of thing, you know? And I yeah. think one of the awesome interviews I remember, um, uh, Some one of my friends posted was there's an interview back in 2017 and said like wow, you did all these roles and uh, You must be like he looks just looks so tired And but he, they obviously the interview didn't know that he was going through colon cancer mm-hmm. and he just said uh, Chadwick bones just basically said oh he laughs and says yeah. 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 You have no idea. Yeah. You have no idea But one day um, I'll live to tell the story uh-huh. and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I saw that tweet I was like crap that is so crazy
0: yeah, uh, he had so much more to do, so much so much more, more. to give. And, uh, you know, I think the first thing we think of is, oh, my gosh, who's going to play the Black Panther? Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's too soon to ask those kinds of questions.
1: Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see his last video, too, on his Instagram? He was so thin.
0: Yeah, I heard people were trolling him, too. And because he looked so thin, so people were wondering what what the heck was up. But, you know, even at that moment, he just took the high road and just kind of, you know, privately passed along with his family
1: that's which, that's the type of man that i admire to yeah, be you know where too. it's like i'm not looking to you know be pitied or or have sympathy like i want to keep living my life as it is mm-hmm. and doing the best that i can and leaving behind a legacy as best as i can yeah so yeah ugh, rest in peace, Just Bozeman, peace Yes.
0: Yeah. all right moving on to some other news yes um you know we've been talking about tenant for a good long while yes we have and it's We've been talking about it for a really long time because it's been postponed and postponed and postponed, but it looks like it's finally going to happen, and it's already released overseas. It's already have. Yep. yep. It's been a hit, especially in, in uh, it looks like in the UK as well as Ireland. Did really well over there. The reviews have been coming in, and they've been pretty damn good.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, and then nope.
0: yeah, the general consensus across the board is that people are like, "Holy cow!" I forgot what it was like to watch a spectacle movie in a theater.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so you and I were talking about watching it, and uh, you know, since we're, everything is opening up, we thought it would be easy to buy tickets, but here in SoCal, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not there. Yeah, you you can't buy tickets yet. I, can't, I don't know I can't what's going anything. on. Yeah. yeah. But then, uh, I believe you told me about this, is that they're opening in San Diego first. Yes. Which is making me wonder why the heck we have to wait any longer. Do we have to drive to San Diego to watch this movie? I may do that. I'm not kidding.
1: No, I will, I'm i there with you. I think there's also, the only reason why, too, that there were charts of the U.S. where it was showing, um, you know, the different colors of, uh, like, red would be, you know, so, or, or not allowed to open. And then, like, blue, light blue, whatever, it would be like, okay, It's some things are allowed. Mm -hmm. I think I think just for San Diego, um, I think it's for them. They are the first to be reopening because I think their numbers are pretty low. Mm -hmm. So this just safety wise, I think they're okay. They're having the okay to go. Yeah.
0: What I did see is that theaters are opening at forty percent of capacity, meaning that sixty percent of the seats will of course be empty due to social distancing. I'm sure all of the you know Orange County LA theaters are just gearing up to get that go ahead, and as soon as that happens, they'll be opening up. Hopefully that comes sooner rather than later. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're supposed to review this movie for our next episode on, you know, in episode 38. But who knows if it'll be out by then.
1: Be up in the air right now.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then, uh, excuse me, but Mulan is coming. It's coming on Thursday. Oh, yeah. And so I'm really, really looking forward to that. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Big ten pole movie coming straight to On Demand. I think people, a lot of people are going to have watch parties. I've already had multiple people ask, "How am I going to watch film?" and you know things of that nature. So yeah,
1: I'm very exce- I'm very interested just to see how this goes up against you know when it comes to video on demand yeah. versus you know indoor movie theaters again.
0: Yeah, so. I want to see the numbers. Yeah, I want to see how many people paid for it. I want to see how successful it is, and uh, I think it'll. This is the barometer by which all future ten pole movies will be judged if they're considering streaming.
1: So what say you though? What's your what's your guess or, or your, your hypothesis that this outcome would be? Is it more success for video on demand or do you oh, think it's that a huge
0: success across the board?
1: More than movie theaters in indoor? Yeah. Okay.
0: And not only that, but like think about the the word of mouth and like all of the Instagram posts you're gonna see of kids watching it with their parents during Labor Day weekend, all the watch parties. I mean um, we're set to watch it here. And then we're going to actually have a potluck um, at a friend's house. So right when it gets dark, we're going to they have a projector. We're going to set it up outside wow. and uh, yeah, we're going to watch it with the kids under the stars. And so that should be really, really fun. So but it's going to be, this an is event.
1: really going to save so much money for Disney mm-hmm. or even any other, uh, or make uh,
0: them so much money too. Yeah. That
1: too. Yeah. Because they're really cutting out a huge chunk of the middleman. Yeah. The,
0: yeah. The theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which people don't realize how much money they take.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, people say also the theaters, they don't make a lot of money and they make their money on concessions, but it's, it's still a lot of the money does go to the theaters. Yeah. You know? So yeah. we'll uh, update you and uh, hopefully we will be able to see that before the next recording. If not, we will be reviewing uh, Mulan along with another film yet to be named. But tenets, hopefully it's crossing Tenet. fingers, crossing yeah. fingers. Yep. So look at future episodes. We will be reviewing, just like we talked about, Mulan and hopefully Tenet, fingers crossed on that. And during the episode, we will also be ranking our top five live Disney action remakes. So we're talking like Cinderella, (laughs) Beauty and the Beast, A Jungle Book, um, maybe Mulan's on there. We'll see. But yeah, we'll be ranking those next week. Any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or reviews of content, drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. And please tell your friends about us. There are multiple ways for them to hear our podcast. If you can recommend it, please let them know that we can be heard on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, as well as Spotify. Check us out. Check us out. And now on to our very first review, which is of Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Here's a look at the trailer. Cha.
1: When your wives suggested couples therapy, do you think that this is what they had in mind? Definitely. I mean, we're a couple of couples, right? Bill, Ted, enough of the delusions. You didn't time travel. And you didn't go to heaven and hell. Here's a real idea for you. Be role models to your daughters. Get real jobs. Bill, we've spent our whole life trying to unite the world. And I'm tired, dude. Ted, we have a destiny to fulfill. Greetings, my excellent friends. We have a problem. Step forward. A song created
0: by Preston Logan, performed tonight, will save reality as we know it.
1: Oh, dude, we better write that song now. Or why can't we just go to the future when we have written it? Take it from ourselves. Won't that be stealing? Cheers!
0: (laughs) How is that stealing? If we're stealing it from ourselves, dude.
1: Dude, our dads are totally in
0: trouble. (laughs) you should help them out. No way! How's How's it going, Bill and Ted? We're
1: putting together a most extraordinary band. Hey, you want to be in our band?
0: This is fantastic. We're gonna go talk to Death. Is he playing Uh Oscott by himself? Ah. Dude, he's cheating. Hey, Death. Life, it isn't a wild stallion. Let's rock. All right, that was a look at the trailer. This is a quick synopsis of the film. Once told they'd save the universe during a time-traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California find themselves <laughs> as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. <laughs> That's actually a pretty dang good synopsis. It's, well, yeah. Very well written. Clean, Whoever wrote that on IMDB.com, you deserve a raise. <laughs> Has there ever been... Because, honestly, we we give synopsises every week of yes. movies. Some of them are pretty terrible.
1: It's a bit of a tongue twister sometimes, too. We're just like... um wait what (laughs) yeah exactly
0: but anyway we just watched this film you literally
1: just watched this film finished it 20 minutes ago let me ask you what were some of the things that you liked about this movie so i didn't get to watch the part two of bill and ted but you know i felt as though i didn't really need to i didn't i didn't yeah you know it it gave a quick simple recap and without any other details i honestly still enjoyed the film Uh, This is a classic campy linear story with where like nothing should be taken seriously Yeah Uh, I love the ensemble cast and it was so fun seeing Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves back together again With their SoCal surfer accent, although they grew up in San Dimas, which is nowhere near the beach (laughs) If anyone not Mm -hmm. from California, that's that's the legitimate aspect It's a pretty
0: obscure movie random (laughs) movie that takes place in a random city. Yeah, yeah San Dimas, California A raging Waters. Yeah, if yeah. anyone's ever heard of that, or the ten 210, and what's
1: the other one? The uh, sixty. No, no, sixty meter, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing really much to see there, people. But um, it's hot there. It is hot. Yes. Uh, I okay. So I thought Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne. Uh, were great choices. To so they play, were the, the daughters. daughters of yeah. Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. and as they really looked the part as their mini me's, it was just kind of uncanny that they did that. And I thought it was so great. Even mm-hmm. their wives, though, too, when it was like the princesses,
0: yeah, which were recast from the original. Yes,
1: yeah. and they're just like yeah, two redheads and then <laughs> two dark haired. You know, like they're just they're just so funny how they chose to keep that similarity alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the 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 whole. Journey of it, you know was where you know how they had to write a song that united the world like it was so funny that I didn't catch it because once I got the the point of at the end of the film, I was like, Wow, it was literally like kind of within the dialogue of saying you need to reunite the world with with the song of music, and it's everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> playing music together was the way they were kind of like trying to get at it, but just the journey to that was uh was just fun to watch overall like this is just a fun mind well semi-mindless that's mindless okay (laughs) nostalgic film to watch with all the simple one-linear quotes and ridiculous circumstances (laughs) okay yeah yeah oh man what about you (laughs) well
0: for me this movie was fun and enjoyable um I can't really... I mean, there are things, of course, that I can you know say that I didn't like about it. But for the most part, it was an enjoyable ride that was filled with nostalgia that reminded me about all of the elements that I loved about part part one. I didn't like part two very much. The right. It was called Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And I liked that they pulled death from that movie. And uh, he was fun in this. But, I mean... It was totally bogus, though, part yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, it was odd. So... Part one was interesting and obscure and very just uh, campy, and part two just kind of took it up like twenty notches, and it was almost too much for me. So I'm glad that in this film they brought back, brought it down. they brought it down a little bit, and kind of it was more of a of a refresh on part one in that there was a stronger time travel element involved, and of course the daughters that you mentioned. Um, that the daughters that they have also get involved and they do some time traveling. Yeah, It's kind of like, a, I guess, two things going on. It's like parallel time traveling happening at the same time where Bill and Ted are traveling into the future to try to basically find the song that they would eventually write Um because they're told that they need to produce that song immediately to save humanity. So yes. they're like, oh, we'll just go into the future and steal it from ourselves. But it's not really stealing if we're taking it from ourselves. So <laughs> you have them doing that. And then you have the daughters traveling back in time mm-hmm. to try to help their dad. So they, they're they picking up people like Mozart and Jimi Hendrix and uh, Louis, Louis Armstrong. Armstrong. So basically, the best musicians of their time to come in and help their dads because you know that their and, dads are And in randomly Kid Cuddy. Yeah, K- <laughs> Kid Cudi, who just appears there, which is... <laughs> When Very you, random. When yeah. you
1: hear his dialogue that Kid Cudi has, it, you're just like, what? Yeah. What is what, what is going on?
0: But strangely enough, that wasn't like the weirdest thing about this movie. But uh, yeah, so overall, it's a fun, joyful ride that shouldn't be taken too seriously.
1: The weirdest for me, I will say, was the freaking robot. <laughs>
0: Yep. There is a robot assassin that was created to kill them, but he's just not very good at his job, and he ends up developing a conscience, and even he tells everyone to to call him Dennis Caleb McCoy.
1: (laughs) And he never gets to finish his sentence of like, like, as if he was about to give a speech about his background. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So uh, it's just very, it's it's very family guy-ish kind of humor, I would say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will say there were great moments though when yeah. they cut to him of uh, the robot dubbed yeah. Dennis <laughs> yeah. of like awkward moments. <laughs> yeah. So
0: so this goes back to say I can't really name a favorite moment or anything like that. I could just say it was a fun ride. Now I yeah. had some issues with parts of the movie as well but before I get to that let me ask you what were some of the weak points in the movie to you?
1: Funny enough, honestly it's just the only thing that stood out for me was Keanu's performance. Alex Winter really... In a really, bad way or, it, or in a good way? It, in a... In a in a sad way for me a little bit because here's the thing alex winter brought back the spirit of bill right but what w- w- i felt keanu lost some of that spirit of ted like the energy of who ted was in, in the first i totally see that yeah right because like his energy was lower and it looked as though keanu was acting like the typical keanu reeves we all love to imitate when he talks yeah <laughs> like when you watch i think to me i think i've said this to you before is that bill and ted's excellent adventure i think is the only role that i really saw keanu reeves take not not be his typical Keanu Reeves role that he plays in other movies mm-hmm. when it comes to his physical acting but you know his typical vocal acting is like you, you know, you, you always remember what it sounds like. But with Bill and 10, the first one, he was he really just turned on that surfer accent. You had that energy. When this one, he kind of just lost it, I feel like. And I was like, I feel like I'm watching Keanu Reeves again.
0: And honestly, I thought he always looked good for his age. He's over 50 now. But without the beard, he looks older. And he it does. kind of threw me off a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. He does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the makeup, I I thought, I thought the makeup was a bit like, you can totally tell it was caked on a little bit for him. Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: (laughs) yeah um in terms of what i didn't like okay so obviously time travel does not exist to my knowledge and if you try to poke too many holes into a time travel movie you're gonna find out that probably this movie shouldn't exist because just it just doesn't make any sense but this movie completely Uh. just throws out any kind of (laughs) logic out the window
1: even possible logic yeah
0: for example uh I don't think I'm giving anything away here. So Bill and Ted travel into the future, like I said, to try to steal the song from themselves that they would eventually write in order to save humanity now. Now they'll go like, I don't know, 10 years into the future and they'll find themselves and and then they'll see them and be like, okay, oh, we didn't write this song yet. So let's go 10 years more into the future. And maybe by that point, we can take the song from them. So every time they travel forward into the future and see themselves, these versions of themselves, they don't logically make sense with... (laughs) All the other versions. It just is so weird. And by the time you get to the end of the movie and everything ends well, then you start to realize how are these future versions even making sense with what is happening now? But then they kind of talk a little bit about the whole idea of alternate realities and such. Which is cool because back then, you know, in the 80s or 90s, no one really talked about that. But now it's like a a staple in time travel movies. But the way they try to explain everything and bring it all together makes absolutely no sense. But then again, we're watching a Bill and Ted movie where a robot assassin named Dennis Caleb McCoy (laughs) is trying to kill them and (laughs) then becoming one of their friends. So I don't know. So there was that issue. And the other thing is, okay, so. This movie was nice and it was fun, but if I had to equate it to something, it's kind of like going to the supermarket maybe and seeing that ex from college or high school. And then, you know, you have that level of nostalgia because you share memories with them. But after talking to them for a few moments, you realize that you've kind of grown up and moved on from them. And so those memories that you had with them are nice, but, you know, you're married and you're totally happy now and you have kids and you're on to a different stage of your life. And you look back and you're like, okay, well, that was good for that time, but I'm a different person now. That's the kind of feeling I got with this. (laughs) I wanted to feel more nostalgia than I actually felt. And a lot of the humor that worked back then kind of doesn't work now. And I think part of this ties into what you said. Uh, Alex Winter has the same energy that he had when he was younger. Yeah. Keanu Reeves doesn't. He is... Playing like a a hybrid between his old character in Bill and Ted and the characters that he plays now. And it's just slightly odd and kind of awkward. So, yeah. But overall, it was a fun ride, fun movie. Yeah. The other thing I'd have to say is it started funny and it got less and less funny towards the end. The opening few jokes were really good. Yeah. And then I'm just in the middle. I just didn't really laugh. And then it had a pretty fun climax
1: the Look, big musical okay. performance. There was one other great funny part that I thought uh when you talk about the whole, you know, illogical and irrational uh time travel explanation and all that stuff, yes, I get that. But dude, when they're in hell <laughs> and they see Death, he straight up has a modern home <laughs> with yeah. like a beautiful architectural, like modern home that you would probably see on a reality TV show and yeah. Netflix about homes like that in the middle of hot lava everywhere. Yeah. And then you get into his house and you see his wall of amazing guitars yeah. and, bass, and bass guitars everywhere. Yeah. And he's totally chill and yeah. just jealous and mad. And because it has a German accent. It has a German accent. Like, it's like, okay, well. You can't, really, you can't really try to make anything rational about this film from yeah. there. So, But I thought it was just so funny seeing that he's in the middle of a burning, like just just lava everywhere. Uh-huh. And he has this beautiful modern architectural yeah. home. <laughs> Lots of natural light. <laughs> natural lighting. Soul
0: suffering and outside the, the house. And the coolest office ever <laughs> yeah.
1: where all of his like, guitars are. Yeah. Oh, man. Pretty much. So, yeah.
0: All right. Final review of the film. Will, you first.
1: Two and a half stars, you know. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but obviously it's not good. But it's just nostalgia. If you love the first original Bill and Ted for what it was, as obscure as it was, right?
0: Still not as good as the first. In no, my not
1: no. Yeah, you're right. Because after the first, and as you, I, I agree. Like you're saying, like, um, they brought it back down. It seems like you know, if mm-hmm. number like from your taking from your, I trust your opinion on how they how they made it even more obscure in the second one, bringing it back down. I could see that, you know, because it, it it didn't really tip. Off so much for me to where I'm just like, all right, this is just too much to handle. So, two and a half stars. Okay, what about cool. you? I agree, two and a half
0: stars. And once again, that's not a bad review. It's kind of like between a sixty and a seventy percent of Rotten Tomato. I would say for the most part, it was enjoyable. It's a fun ride. We would recommend that you watch it, and it's it's just a good time. Um, it just didn't resonate with me as much as the first one. And uh, it, if anything, it made me feel like this material. A lot of times, material. That we haven't seen in a, while, in a while. When it gets revived, we're excited about it. And I was about this. But watching it, like I said, kind of like that ex-girlfriend from back in the day. You're like, oh, okay, that was good for that time. But yeah, I think it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So two and a half stars for me as well. So that was our review of the film Bill and Ted Face the Music. It is available on streaming. You will have to pay a slight premium. I believe it's $19.99 to rent and $24.99 to own don't quote me on those numbers but it's in the ballpark there. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll here we'll listen to some trailers and we will come back with our review of Project Power. Stay tuned. Power
1: power speak a little
0: loud. If there was a pill
1: you better money. I'm coming at the right
0: I could give you five minutes. Spin it
1: really so they get it.
0: I'm embedded with the power.
1: The pure power. I'm embedded with the power.
0: Would you take it? You don't know who I am and what I'm about, but I'll do anything to find that source. Listen to my voice. Am I lying?
1: Welcome to Project Power. Our goal is simple. The next evolution of the human species. You ever taken one of those before? It can make you strong. Make you invisible. You never know what your power is until you try it. You push that power, don't you? Yeah. On the streets, they're talking about superpowers. But they're not talking about how one hit could kill you. What's the plan now?
0: Took something from me. I got to get it back. Something?
1: No, someone. This thing is tearing our city apart. Your kid has something to do with it. Where do you think they got the formula from? They have my daughter. Maybe we can work together on this. What do you need? You still got the pills on you? It's
0: about to get real noisy. So the movie is about a pill that gives us users unpredictable with superpowers for five minutes it hits the streets of new orleans and now a teenage drug dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation so this film has actually been out been out on netflix for a while widely popular a lot of people have seen it and i wanted to ask you first what your take on this was did you like it did you not like it But first off, let's talk about what you liked.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I really enjoyed the concept of an experimental pill and the surprise of each individual having their own special powers uh, with, like, it was just unpredictable. Um, The storyline may have been simple and predictable as the people involved were the government and the private sectors, obviously, you know. You'll, you'll get that right off the bat when you watch this film, as any kind of film yeah. that involves, uh, you know, experimental drugs suits. and men in suits and, yeah. and whatever have you. But, you know, um, what kept me interested was the main characters, Art and Robin's story, played by Jimmy Fox and Dominic uh, Fishback. They just had a great chemistry and worked well building their relationship. Um, even though it was rocky in the beginning, like you see it progress pretty well and, and the similarities of, like, uh, just I guess what family means, not to give too much away. Um, uh, Joseph and led it. Uh, he, I, even though he's also like attached to this film and knowing that he'd be a main character, like I feel like that he was kind of more of the supporting role. Sure. With Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and Dominic, uh, fishback. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I really did enjoy also some of the, uh, fun, like, uh, rap that, that, uh, Dominic's character does mm-hmm. and the, some of the freestyle that goes on with that. I think that the action, the cinematography, all that stuff was well done. I mean, uh, nothing too fancy, nothing too you know uh, innovative, but at the same time, it was still done well, and and it was still enjoyable and very um, not too cheesy either when it comes to the visual effects aspect of it too. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of felt like somewhat of a video game kind of kind of uh uh feel of uh, uh and uh <laughs> i will say too what kind of threw me off was uh seeing casey neistat in, in this yeah, film a, a, a well. youtuber you know his face YouTuber. is very distinct and i was like is that casey neistat yeah. i would say that the uh oh yeah and also that he, there's a white guy that um the one that was uh, like the human torch kind of thing he's a rapper too oh he played newt right yes machine i think he's called machine gun kelly machine gun yeah. kelly yeah so that was also interesting I, and actually he did a good job yeah. i was surprised by his performance um
0: he lit the screen on fire
1: <laughs> he blew us away
0: <laughs> pardon the puns <laughs>
1: um but uh overall this this is a just a fun action film um with your with your exhilarating car chase scenes and, and, like, your, you know, your fight scenes and whatnot. And some of the superpowers, I think um, what I actually thought was also a cool little uh, tidbit was how it affects the body. Like, There's a price to pay. There is a price to pay, yes. For some people, yeah. Exactly. And, and you definitely can see it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, one an example
0: we just talked about: Machine Gun uh, Kelly playing a character named Newt. Mm-hmm. His ability is to light on fire. Right? Yes,
1: he gets on fire. Yeah,
0: but then when you first see him, you realize he has scars from being lit on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is an interesting allegory on drug abuse, I would have to say. Exactly. That's yeah.
1: exactly what I saw it as. It was just like, wow, this is literally an addiction that can happen and go completely wrong, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so, um, you may as as much as I think it, it is a great allegory to the fact that, like, as much as a drug can make you feel great and powerful, or or elated, or whatever have you. The consequences are just so much more, um, like just just uh, death defying in a sense, close, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and just really bad, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, yeah, storyline was easy to follow. Um, characters and the actors were all uh, cohesive for the most part as well. And um, I think that the action sequences were all just uh, a blast to watch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, another pun, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, what about you?
0: All right, so first talking about the things that I liked, it was good to see Joe Gordon-Levitt in film again. And uh, for those of you that that didn't know, he took a break. And I'm sure we're all like, oh, it's good to see him. I feel like I haven't seen him in a movie in a while. He's doing his own thing, though. Yeah, He's, he's doing his own thing. And also he took some time off to be a dad. So seeing him on camera and in a film, again, was good, even though I thought that his general energy and charisma was miscast and misused in this part. But I will get to that a little bit later. Hmm. It was just good to see him. Uh, Dominic Fishback played Robin, plays Robin. She plays a teenage drug dealer that's basically selling this uh, powerful drug on the streets. And she's doing it to make money for her mother, who is suffering from diabetes. Mm -hmm. So that storyline I will talk about later, but her performance itself was great. I feel like her casting was unconventional, but she owns the screen, especially there are scenes where she is like toe to toe with Jamie Foxx, toe to toe with Joe Gordon, Joe Gordon-Levitt. And she is great.
1: Felt real. Yeah,
0: it felt real um she wasn't intimidated she was very natural in the part and she plays someone that is a gifted rapper but it's kind of scared to share that with people mm-hmm. and some of the freestyle she does it didn't feel like it was an actor that trained on how to freestyle but rather someone that was just naturally good at it and they just did it on camera so she was amazing i love seeing her she was like a breath of fresh air with all of these other acting veterans i love the look of the film i don't know if they shot it on an ari alexa or a red camera but it looked amazing. Clean. Very clean. The lighting was very purposeful, very contrasty. Uh, it had a very distinct look. It almost looked like, so I, you, you guys may, have, may or may not have seen this movie, a movie called Crank. Uh, with Jason Statham? Yeah. yeah. So say what you will about the movie. It had a very distinct look, but most of that was shot in the day. I feel like this movie was like the nighttime version of Crank with an actual storyline And actors that took the plot seriously. So uh, that is a compliment. It looked great. The uh, color grade, the overall color scheme of all the shots looked amazing. The lighting was good. Every scene had purposeful, uh, like, every scene was amazing in terms of the production design, Mm -hmm. where they put the lights. It looked great. It was amazing. So those are the things that I liked about the movie. Now I will get into the things that I didn't like, but first let me ask you, Will, what did you not enjoy about this film?
1: Before I get there, yeah. though, there's a side note. Um, so the the freestyle that um, Dominic Fishback did, uh, do you remember the scene? Remember when they were in the class and her close friend? Uh, she started beatboxing, right? Mm-hmm. So that she's an actual rapper, and I think her name is Chica. Okay, she's the one that actually wrote all those lyrics for mm-hmm. her to, to rap too. So in other
0: words, Dominique was an actress that trained on how to rap.
1: Yes, okay. yes. And so it was really cool. And that was really cool to see that. Yeah.
0: Oh, I will say, there's one more thing that I really enjoyed about the movie. I like the action sequences mm-hmm. for the most part. There was one that I really liked just because it was interesting. So basically, there is this scene where a lot of powerful people have gathered to watch how this drug acts. So there is an attractive woman inside of basically a glass cage in which all of the elements are controlled from heat um to like i don't know let's say if something bad were to happen in there um you know whoever is watching would be shielded from what's happening on the inside Mm -hmm. and then of course all hell breaks loose there's this huge action scene but towards the end of the action scene all of the camera angles are from the inside of the cell looking out at what's happening. And it was just a very interesting way to shoot this scene, especially because there was the woman inside. The woman inside of the cell was basically dying a slow, gruesome death. Mm-hmm. So we kind of see what's happening to her kind of in the corner of our eye, but it's not the main focus. And we hear her like kind of groaning in pain. And then we see all the crap happening on the outside.
1: Very faintly, you hear yeah. the sound effects yeah. of everything, yeah. which is interesting.
0: Very interesting way. I don't know if it was like scripted in that matter, but seeing an action scene take place like that is very distinct, very original. Enjoy that very much. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Back to you. No,
1: no worries. No, uh, that's awesome. That's a really good scene. the uh, The the only the, One of the main scenes that kind of bothered me was just the lack of buildup of the main antagonist was behind this whole thing
0: you're talking about the female or the... the female okay
1: yes the one who was basically behind the the um these tests for uh for for the pills and it, it just kind of felt like it was cookie cutter straight to like oh this is who she is this is what she does and there you go kind of thing and also just uh, of the lack of uh the lack of background of the daughter uh, of jamie Foxx's daughter, like you, you, it's, it's, it's all revealed very quickly uh, towards the end where you see, oh, she's alive or, uh, and, and, but then all of a sudden, like she has these abilities and you're just like, well, okay, I get that. But like, how did this develop? How did, how did it get there? Kind of thing. And, and I think that it's for this film, for the sake of it being what it is as an action and a very like cookie cutter film, I, I just kind of wish they would have fleshed out at least a little bit more of those two aspects of the main antagonist and, and the relationship between the daughter and, and Jimmy Fox, Because the daughter is what drove, is what's driven... Jamie Foxx's character to this go is and save her, yeah. yes, to go and find her or something. Which
0: then leads him to meet our main characters, Joe Gordon Levitt's exactly. character, mm-hmm. as well as Dominic Kishbeck's character. And
1: even even going to the point where of, of Jamie Foxx's uh, also dark secret that he also carries himself with his uh, power.
0: Yeah, which is so for those of you that don't know, every time someone takes a pill, the power that someone exhibits is different for every person. It's probably tied to their genetics and kind of what what their makeup is, which is very kind of like X-Men-esque if Mm -hmm. you'd have to to do a uh,
1: comparison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it was just just too fast. And I thought, man, I wish there was just a bit more, a little bit more uh, meat in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, uh, yeah. I mean, that's about it. What about you? All right, well, I think some of the problems I had
0: stem from the script itself it was a very high concept idea that apparently there was a bidding war for uh for but when i watched this movie having been a part of a writing team that had to get notes from you know creative execs and you know people that were running like you know production companies and such having received those notes and having had to implement them into something that i had before i couldn't help but notice a lot of that in this film Just so much of this movie, I felt like things were just kind of forced in because it had to be. Like, for example, the whole idea of uh, Robin, played by Dominic Fishback, uh, her mother's diabetes, how that was addressed was very thin. It basically looked like it was written by people that don't understand what diabetes is and how it affects people. Uh, and this is a problem because this is the main motivating factor for Robin. Yes. You know, we, she's selling drugs to basically pay for her mom's surgeries. But it's so vague how they address it. And uh, the first uh, time that we hear that the mother is struggling with something is, you know, the mom uh, has a scene with uh, Robin and Robin asks the mom, oh, like, how is it today? And she says, oh, like a seven and a half, which we can assume is like the pain level that pain she tolerance, has. tolerance, yeah. yeah. But uh, diabetes does cause pain. But the way they talk about it, I mean, diabetes isn't something that you'd necessarily have to have a surgery for. But then Robin says, oh, I need this money to pay for my mom's surgeries, which is how a screenwriter would write something like that if they've never actually had any sort of interaction with diabetes before. Yeah, So that was an issue. And that's the kind of like they gloss over things that they shouldn't gloss over. And that happens multiple times in the movie. And also like the scenes of where, how uh, Jamie Foxx's backstory is revealed, the trauma that he had from having his daughter taken away from him. And we don't, we don't want to reveal too much about that. Um, It comes up later in the movie, but basically, you know, Jamie Foxx's character is interacting with Robin. They're trying to find the bad guys together. And uh, when there are these scenes where he sees Robin and then automatically he sees his daughter and we see a flashback, mm-hmm. but there's nothing in the movie that would call forth that flashback. It almost seems as though he has those like moments of flashback just so we as an audience can see what he is motivated internally, by. And internally yeah. struggling yeah. with. Yeah, but the transition between like it, it, what I'm trying to say is those uh, moments of exposition aren't plot-driven. It just happens and we're supposed to just glean the information from it that we need and then just be like, okay, and just move on from it. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is I thought Joel Gordon-Levitt, even though it was great to see him on film, uh, the, he brings a certain specific energy when he's on screen. But He was underused, I think. He was underused and his character went against that energy. Yeah. I What I think is he plays characters that look boyish but have old souls he plays those characters really 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 well but in this role he plays like an old savvy veteran like police police force police officer guy in, in new orleans and uh the way he plays him as some street smart like kind of certain and he guys, loves his town yeah it, new I, orleans i didn't buy it yeah i, I just like him though and it I was good seeing him again so i, I embraced him in the role but it was the wrong kind of role for him, in my in my opinion.
1: It's like basically he was playing this like underlying role um, that could have been cleaned up, that could have been structured better. In a similar aspect of, uh, say, Inception, right? Because mm-hmm. Inception, he does He's also great. play an underlying role, like a like a part of the team. Yeah. But like Nolan crafts him so effectively and so well yeah. to make it that his character still really matters. Uh, a part of this whereas this one it was like he's just kind of filling in a gap yeah for the sake of because he he needed a detective yeah and I'm
0: sorry like he'll show up to a crime scene wearing a saint's jersey (laughs) uh, looking all training day with a badge hanging around his neck and it's just like okay I love you dude I love seeing you back in movies, but this whole image and the way you're playing this character, I'm sorry. I don't buy it.
1: I honestly thought when he first appeared on uh the screen uh for this for the film Project Pill, when he came on that Project d- Power. Project Power, sorry, <laughs> Project Pill. Pill Power, you know, it's all but on that on that dirt bike and, and he flashed his uh badge. At first I thought, okay, he's not really a detective. Because what kind of detective yeah. freaking rolls up in a dirt bike out of nowhere, kind of thing, right? It just I thought like he was in on the drug deal, which all of a sudden when she r- revealed that he was an actual detective, I thought, wow, that transition wasn't very effective. Like, mm-hmm. So that's where I, yeah, it was just kind of very messy to mm-hmm. the way how they really constructed his character. Yeah.
0: And there are more, there are more moments like this where it felt like they were just trying to plug potholes on the way of just exactly. you know, jumping between action sequences. <laughs> yes. But even with all that said, it is still an enjoyable ride. Um, very fun to watch. And it's just good seeing all these characters together. And, of course, they, they left room for a sequel. Uh, we learned that. Did they
1: really? That's new to me. Wow. Well,
0: well, well they, they basically said, do you think this is the last we've seen of, of the drug? And then Jamie Foxx says something, well, maybe, but this is the last you're probably going to see of me, kind of as a joke. But, of course, if there has to be a sequel, I'm sure Joe Gordon-Levitt would go find Jamie Foxx and bring him back in for, (laughs) you know, to bring down the bad guys once and for all, I bet. But uh, with all that being said, it was still a very enjoyable film. I liked it a lot. There's some great chemistry between the actors. And like I said, uh, these directors really know how to film action. It was edited extremely well. And it's a... Just great the writing. Movie.
1: Yeah. Just the writing, you think?
0: It's not so much the writing itself. Um, you know, it, it could have been a lot of different things, but uh
1: mm, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so. I wish the movie had explored certain themes more than it did. For example, like we just talked about, uh, with drug addiction, you know, you get the high for a mm-hmm. little bit, yeah. and then there's a price to pay for it. There are scars the that root, are to yeah. be felt felt afterward. Um, I had this conversation with someone today. They were like, I really love how they portrayed it, and I was like, you know now that you bring that up i get what you're saying but they never fully addressed it head-on in the movie enough i feel like there are a lot there were a lot of missed opportunities in this film to kind of anchor a little bit more in reality um and i thought the overall the pitch of the movie the you know the how do you pitch the movie in, in the room there's a drug where you have a power for five minutes and then it's gone and it hits the streets and it's just like It sounds as though they're just trying to make something high concept just for purely the sake of making it. Mm. Um, It didn't feel very organic to me. Um, But once again, that could just be me. I'm not a hater. I still like the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, no, for sure. So with that said then, for you, what do you rate this film?
0: So I've... I've vacillated between two and a half and three stars. I will just give it a three star rating by the skin of its teeth. (laughs) It was just yeah, an enjoyable film, shot, edited well. Great, great time. I mean, I had a really good time watching it uh, with my wife. Um, She enjoyed it more than I did. And I'm I'm starting to think she gets very irritated at how nitpicky I am with all these movies. But (laughs) I have to say I did enjoy it. So three stars for me.
1: Okay. I give it a 2.5. Okay, yeah, I, I do knock it down half a star uh, from your three because honestly, like I said, it's 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 one thing to be um, it's one thing to have an awesome concept like this because I really, really enjoyed the concept of this film. But it's another thing to not really care about some important factors to drive the story, fleshing out the antagonist and just like really building it up, building up that suspense. It's kind of like it's it was more of an action film. Where you just going along with the ride and and just really you know diving into this idea of like this superpower pill that gives you this for five minutes and you just kind of like getting a high off of that with them you know in that moment you know um, but other than that it, it's just I think that I, I only knock it down because I know I still know that this film could have been so much better it, it could have been actually a great film and if that meant like um, how long was this film it was like. Like an hour and a half, I think, huh? No,
0: it was it was almost two hours. Was it almost two? Yeah.
1: See, that's the other thing too. Like it just didn't I don't know, like two hour film, but it if it just it, it just felt like it it just cut a lot of corners for some reason for me. Yeah. And that's why I was like, gosh, you know, I, I just wish they would have taken a little more time with this to mm-hmm. really, to really, really strengthen it. So but you know, hopefully if there is a sequel, hopefully like any is anything, you know, can happen, like it'll maybe hopefully redeem itself. Who knows? So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah two and a half. <laughs> All right.
0: All right, that was our that was our review of Project Power starring Jamie Foxx, Dominic Fishback, and Joel Gordon-Levitt. It can be seen on Netflix now. That was our episode for today, episode 37. 30 37. 37. 15 away from a
1: year. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow.
0: We're getting there. We're getting there.
1: Yes, we're hanging in there, people.
0: Yep. Next week, we will be back with a review of the film Mulan, and hopefully, like we said, for like the 10th time in this episode, fingers crossed,
1: for the 10 net time for the 10th time
0: time (laughs) yeah so hopefully we will be reviewing both of these movies next week that is the goal and until then stay safe wear your masks and hopefully we will see you out in a movie theater sometime very very soon
1: keep your distance people yeah (laughs) take care